the alliance is forming, who could Boston College play, predictions, and Boston College is now two weeks away. All of that and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black. Hope you are enjoying your week and you survived everything with Hurricane Henry or Tropical Storm Henry. Around here in, in the uh, Worcester area, it wasn't too bad. So hopefully where you were at, I know Rhode Island got hit pretty hard. Um, and hopefully you're, you guys are all safe that are listening today. On today's show, as I said, let's chat it. We're going to start chatting about the upcoming season. We're going to give you some predictions. Also, we're going to talk about the Alliance and we're going to give you the news. So let's start off with the news. The big news of the weekend, I thought had to do with the NFL where Hunter Long, who we talked about two weeks ago, being taken out on a cart after a lower leg injury was back in the game for Miami, the Miami Dolphins on Saturday. Long missed two weeks and now he's back. So it's good to see that that injury was not that severe and that he's ready to play. Uh, He had one catch in the game for four yards. And, you know, I, I mean, just getting back on the field, that's a big thing. So good for him. That was a big piece of news. And recruiting news was also off the charts this weekend as around the country, high school football kicked off in many states. Now, I'm in Massachusetts, it hasn't kicked off here yet, but in the southern states and some of the western states, they already played. And three of BC's running backs had huge weekends. Now, the biggest one was Cam Barfield, a running back for Bishop Gorman in Las Vegas. They played a school called St. Louis in a big battle between prep schools and Barfield had five touchdowns. Now, against any team, that's impressive, but St. Louis is a good school. And so it was a big game for him and uh, really showcased. I mean, I have it up on Maroon and Gold Forums. If you want to watch the highlight reel of all five touchdowns, it's up there. You go to Maroon and Forums, maroonandgoldforums.com and uh, just look for the Cam Barfield uh, tab and you can you can watch his highlights. But he had a huge game, but he wasn't the only one that had a big one. Um CJ Klingscales, a running back from Buford, Georgia. They played in the Cookie Kells, I think it's called, uh, classic in Atlanta, Georgia. And they played another big time team, uh, Northern Cobb, or North Cobb, excuse me. And Klingscales had two humongous runs in that game, including a 66 yard run that tied the game. Uh, they uh, went on to win that matchup as well. So they he had a big game. And then Alex Broom. Now, to be fair, um, Clean Scales and Barfield, they played against good programs. Broom didn't. and But Broom had three touchdowns and 120 yards in rushing against uh, Greater Atlanta Christian School, I think the name of the school was. But again, you know, we're talking about the future of Boston College football. You want to know about where this program is going. You want to know about the recruiting. And we've talked at length about the wide receiver core being, you know, really strong. This running back room is all of a sudden really starting to show up because you have you know, Xavier Coleman there. You have Pat Garwa who will be around for a few more years. Then you add in a trio of running backs next year that can also do a lot of the things that you want uh, in Frank Signetti's offense. So I think that's big. I mean, to see these guys, all three of them, I mean, Barfield is Bishop Gorman's a really good high school in terms of college football. I mean, high school football. So um, I think it's really exciting to see these guys step up because you're all of a sudden going to have all this great depth at running back and you can now balance your offense and not rely so much so heavily on the quarterback, which will be important if Phil Dracovic leaves next year, because, you know, you don't, 
with Dracovic, you can you can rely on him to throw it forty times a game. But you know, if it's somebody else, you want to have the balance that Signetti talks about, and having a good stable of running backs will be able to do that. The final little piece of note has to do with COVID protocols. As um, we're getting closer to the games, you want to know what the protocols are, uh, you know, in the city and state and for the conference. So first of all, the city of Boston um, just passed a new law that mandates masks inside inside buildings. And why is that important? It depends on how much influence that has on Alumni Stadium. Now, alumni may end up having to do what a lot of other places are doing. And I know Fenway Park is considering it, which is wearing masks indoors under Like when you go to the concourses or go to the bathroom, you have to wear a mask, but you don't have to wear it when you're in the stand. So I'm not sure if that's what they're going to do, but it's worth watching because, you know, we have been waiting to hear if there's any new uh, changes in policy with Boston College because it really hasn't been anything. It's It sounds like right now everything is just show up to the game. But a lot of places around the country have started to adjust their policy just this weekend Oregon uh, is demanding vaccinations throughout um, for anyone that wants to come to a Oregon Ducks game. That's huge. I don't know if Boston, I don't think Boston College will have to do that, but um, it'll be something worth watching to see if they do have to um, adjust their their um, language around attendance due to COVID-19. So we'll, we'll have to keep an eye on that because, you know, BC plays in two weeks and um, hopefully I will be there in the press box. I applied for my press credentials again, and uh, I'll be able to give you insider information at the game. So that'll be great as well. Secondly, uh, the ACC released their COVID protocols, which kind of line up basically with every other conference. And we talked about this a little bit last week, but just a reminder, if a team has uh, COVID, you know, wipe out too many players and they can't take the field, that's a forfeit and they lose that game. If both teams get too much, if there's too much COVID on both teams, both team forfeit and it's a double loss, which is interesting because, you know, when you're talking, especially like the Coastal, Coastal is always bedlam in terms of like the standings. If you give out two losses, all of a sudden, there's a million different things that could happen. Hopefully it won't, but uh, we're seeing more and more cases of it pop up. I know uh, Brian Harrison of um, Auburn just tested positive and Mike Vrabel, the coach of the Tennessee Titans, Tyler Vrabel's dad just tested positive. So you'll have to keep an eye on that. Now, if you like this podcast, let me tell you about the Locked On NFL. The NFL season is about to begin, and nobody covers it like the Locked On Podcast Network. From August 30th through September 8th, the Locked On NFL podcast is previewing every team and every division with the help of Odyssey's lineup of NFL experts. Follow the Ultimate Season Preview 2021 feed on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts to tune in beginning on August 30th. Hey guys, so there are a few things in life that aren't fun talking about. One of them is excessive sweating. It's gross, it's disgusting. You know, when you were sweating through your shirts for no reason, it's a, it's also embarrassing, right? Some of you may know that I dealt with this, deal with this all the time. When I speak in public or go to a wedding or anything right to wear a suit, I can't help but sweat through my shirt and it grosses my wife out. Now listen, I know this isn't life and death and there are much worse problems in the world, but let's be honest, in the moment, it feels like a big deal. Nobody likes to pit out during an important speech, interview, or f- first date. God forbid. I'd rather much not worry about it. And that's why I use Sweatblock antiperspirant wipes. Sweatblock is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at nighttime before bedtime and then go to bed. The next morning you wake up, wash and go about your day and boom, you're not worrying about sweat. And they guarantee it. I know this sounds too good to be true, but I literally only have to use Sweatblock once or twice a week and it keeps me dry the whole time. No more pitting out, no more picking my shirts based on which will sweat. 
Hide sweat better. And if you know someone you love who is dealing with this, you have to check out Sweatblock. Get it today for 20% off at sweatblock.com with promo code locked on or at Amazon and CVS. This is Locked On Boston College. Over the weekend, we heard more news about the so-called alliance in college football. Now, if you missed last week's episode, uh, we talked about the alliance. That would be the ACC, Big Ten, and Pac-12 kind of joining together, maybe pooling resources and, um, I don't know if it would be network deals, but scheduling games against each other in in the hope of kind of counteracting what the SEC did with the additions of Texas and Oklahoma. And... You know, at first, you know, we talked about it and it sounded like possibly it could happen. But over the weekend, Nicole Arbuck of The the Athletic announced that the deal could be an, um, reported or announced this week that the alliance is something that is actually happening. They don't have all the details yet, but it could be something that uh, will actually be signed on by all three conferences. Now, this is enormous. This is such a big deal if the alliance happens because not only uh, are these three conferences kind of getting back up to the level of the SEC, but they're also um, bringing on some a lot of new exciting potential in this. And when I look at it, you know, there's obviously the money is paramount. And that's the piece that I think a lot of people don't know about is like, how are they going to change the money in this? Is this a way for... Um, ESPN to get out of the ACC deal and then for the ACC to uh, get into another contract, maybe with Fox, which we've talked about here before, or is this a way for the ACC or, or either conferences to raise the amount of money that they're getting paid each year? Because right now the SEC and Big Ten get a ton, but the Pac-12, ACC, and the Big 12 are, are all really far behind right now. So this could give them that piece. But when I look at it, you know, just looking at it from a fan's perspective, right? You know, you, you want you want to hear about money. You want to hear about your conference doing well. But what you really want to hear about is the games and what what this could what this could lead to. And for me, you know, Boston College lines up really nicely with a lot of big Big Ten and Pac-12 teams and could really bring some exciting matchups. So my hope, and I, I've seen people, they've been tweeting at me on uh, on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC or on Facebook. If you just look up Boston College SI, you can find our Facebook page, you know. If they do this, will this finally get rid of the out-of-conference games against, you know, Maine or Wagner or Howard? And I, part of me wants to say, like, yeah, that would be great because obviously I would much rather see them play UCLA than I'd rather see them play Maine. But you have to think big picture here, right? If BC and all those schools cut out the FCS the FCS, I mean, they're going to have to figure out a new system because they're going to get cooked because the FCS takes home a humongous paycheck from those those games. They're, you know, they're, they're pay games. They get about a million dollars. That funds for a school like Maine, their entire athletic program or a good chunk of their athletic program. So to get rid of that, that would kill a lot of athletic programs. And for me, that's a bummer. And I know for many of you, it's like, oh, that's, you know, that's business, whatever, whatever. Um, I just hope that maybe they keep some of those games in there and, and maybe you can fit, finagle it so that, you know, instead of, um, you know, canceling FCS games, you you adjust the in-conference games or you adjust uh, the way that you're scheduling out of conference and then you figure it out from there. But that's that's a whole other conversation right there. And we could talk about 
the logistics of what this could mean when we hear more about it. But I, you know, I don't know when the logistics will actually be coming out from what I've heard so far. The one thing that they said, one of the ADs told the, um, I I think it was ESPN that uh, they're not going to be going out and ripping up existing pre scheduled games. So we'll have to see where this actually leads. But what I wanted to talk about today were five teams I'd love to see Boston College schedule, and I'll give you a little bit on each. And I kind of wrote it up on 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 BC Bulletin, but I want to talk to you about them. Now, there's five games, and we're going to get into them all in just a moment. But before we get into that, I want to get into three, <laughs> three teams I don't want to see Boston College schedule. There's three teams in both of those conferences that I'm like, oh, God, I don't want to see either of those, any of those games uh, on the schedule. And it's not a knock on them. I just don't feel like BC has a lot in common. Well, they have stuff in common, but I just uh, two of them I'm sick of, and one of them I'm just not interested in. So my three teams I don't want to see if this alliance happens is Rutgers, Maryland, and Oregon State. Those three games, I just have no interest in at all. Now, Oregon State, to be fair, has kind of turned things around the last couple of years. They've looked a little bit better. I just they're they're like the dregs of uh, college football, and I know Boston College gets lumped into them, but Boston College has at least had some success at different times. Oregon State has been irrelevant for years, uh, so I'd much 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 rather see BC not play them. And Rutgers, I oh, I'm done with Rutgers. I know that. Um, Greg Schiano has that program heading in the right direction, uh, at least on recruiting. But let's see what happens on the field. Um, I just I just have no interest in seeing Rutgers. I don't have any interest in going to New Jersey to see them play them. Uh, they just do nothing. And that's the same thing with Maryland. Maryland and Boston College have played a million times, and they played both time. They played so many times where both teams or one team was really bad, um, and. I just, I get nothing out of that. Like they played in 2016 in that quick lane bowl. And then they played a bunch when they were both in the ACC. Um, They're just a a team that just doesn't interest me. So those are three teams I don't care about. Is there any that you don't care about? If you look at the Pac-12 and the Big Ten, are there any other games? Maybe it's Washington State or Illinois or something like that. Let me know. Hit me up on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC or at LockedOnBC. Now, in a moment, we're going to continue this conversation. I I, I told you we were going to do a preview today. I'm getting so much into this Alliance stuff. Um, we're gonna we're gonna have to push that off, and we have all week to get into preview stuff. Believe me, we will do that. But I want to talk about the alliance and five teams I'd love to see Boston College play. But let's also uh, get into Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. It's 100% covered in chocolate, and you need to try it. They have nine delicious flavors right now, including my all-time favorite, coconut almond. It tastes like an almond joy. If you like these, you got to check them out. They also have coconut, raspberry, mint brownie. You check them out, and the, the flavor profiles, listen to what they have. 17 grams of protein, 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs. If you're on a diet, you're not going to beat that. And they taste good. They don't taste chalky or gritty like a lot of other protein bars. Now, order today. If you go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15, you'll receive 15% off your first order. Again, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off. It's that time of the year again, and all eyes are now turning to football as teams are back on the gridiron to start the football season. And as always, Bet Online is your number one spot for all the pro and college football action this season. Get all the updated odds, props, and contests, including online's biggest half-million-dollar NFL Mega Contest and the world's largest $200,000 NFL Survivor Contest, open now at Bet Online. Welcome to the website, and head on over and use your mobile device to sign up today to receive your 100% 
welcome bonus. Be sure to take advantage of their opening day Super Promo. Make a bet on the Thursday, September 9th season opener between the Super Bowl champion Buccaneers and Dallas Cowboys. And if you lose, the wager will be refunded up to $25 for new customers only when signing up and using promo code NFL100. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet all your favorite sports from football, basketball, boxing, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait and take advantage of all the great offers available for the 21 season. Bet online. Use promo code Locked On for Bet Online, your online sportsbook experts. This is Locked On Boston College. I'm AJ Black. I'm the editor and publisher of BCBulletin.com. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on our YouTube page. Make If you did not do so already, go over to YouTube.com, look up Locked On Boston College, and hit subscribe. It would be a huge help. I will shout you out if you hit subscribe. I will do anything. I will do flips um, just to help us get that YouTube page up and running. Um, I promise you, it just gives you updates on our shows, and you can listen while you're at work. Um, you can have a tab open with Locked On Boston College, and it's honestly, YouTube is a huge help for us. I hope to get you guys on that, um, and you can chat with each other on it in the comment sections. It's a really good thing, so check out Locked On Boston College on YouTube. So we're talking about the five games that we'd look forward to with Boston College if the alliance were to happen, and the first game I want to say is UCLA. The UCLA Bruins obviously have former Boston College Athletic Director Martin Jarmond at the helm, and they have an academic profile that's very similar to BC, and I think that just having them um, on your schedule would be interesting. There's tons of Boston College grads out on the West Coast, and I think, you know, um, having a game played out there, we saw it with USC, uh, this would give them the the opportunity to do that. Um, So I would love that. And hopefully Chip, you know, in the future, Chip Kelly stays around long enough because I don't want Jarman anywhere near uh, Jeff Halfley at this point, but I don't think he'd leave for there. My other games I would love to see. Northwestern. Now, if you were a fan during the Spaziani years and during Adazio, you remember the games against Northwestern. Boston College dropped both of them. And... Northwestern leads the series. Now, Pat Fitzgerald, the Northwestern head coach, he's got that program humming. They're a top 25 team. You know, they play everyone real tough. Um, they, You know, again, with the academic profile, they just fit really well with Boston College. And, you know, I think that I would love to see them play. I think they would be a fun game. You know, they're a defensive-minded team um, against Boston College's offense. That would be a lot of fun to see that one. Now, number th- my third team game, some of you are going to groan at this one because I know some people are just done with this program, especially with the Joe Paterno years, is Penn State. I love, you know, we're thinking back to the old Big East. And back in those days, Penn State dominated Boston College. They laid the series 20 to 4. And, you know, they just, you know, BC really never was much of a factor when they played each other. Um, they have played a couple times uh, since then. They last played in 2014 in that pinstripe bowl where Mike Knoll uh, shanked the extra point in overtime. I'm sorry, Mike, if you're listening, I had to bring that up. Um, but, you know, they're an, an Eastern team from the Northeast. They are, with Halfley recruiting, they're battling each other for recruits. And right now, Penn State wins all of those battles. But, you know, hey, if Boston College can go out there and, and beat them here or there, uh, that w- could change the complexion. So I'd love to see Penn State play Boston College. Um, and I and I'd, I'd have to say, like, Happy Valley would be a place I would like to go to at some point. I haven't been there yet. Uh, that would be an excellent matchup, I think. Now, another team I love, you know, again, all these teams, uh, that's what I love about the Big Ten and Pac-12, is that there's some really good academic schools that really kind of match up profile-wise with BC, is Stanford. 
Stanford and BC have not played since 2002, and they tied the series uh, 2-2. They're scheduled to play in the next 10 years, Uh, you know, those long, way out there future series. Um, You know, Stanford's crazy. They have bands nuts. They they have that tree. Um, they play a good physical style of football that I think Steve Adazio really emulated but couldn't duplicate. Um, I think they'd be fun. And again, it gets you out to California too. I, that's another program I would love to go to and see. And finally, the top my top school I would love to see, and I, I kind of re- readjusted these, you know, based off of what I put on the site, is Michigan. Now, Michigan. Uh, definitely looks down at Boston College. They have a 4-0 lead in the series. They basically, for years, have basically taken everything they wanted from Boston College in this area. They took Tom Brown when they needed Don Brown, excuse me, when they needed a defensive coordinator. They take all our recruits, or at least as many as they thought they could. But I see the two schools. You know, Michigan obviously has a humongous history and is one of the biggest brands in college football. But right now, right now, where they're at. The schools are not that far apart. Jim Harbaugh is a vastly overrated coach, and I don't think he's going to be there next year. And while you have Jeff Halfley at Boston College, having Boston College ascend, um, I would love to see. It would be great with Harbaugh there because I think BC could beat them. But I'd love to see these two schools, two schools play under with Jeff Halfley at Boston College because I think in a couple of years this school. I mean, if this was to happen, I think BC would be ready to, to fight them. I think it would be a fun matchup. And obviously going to the big house, you're talking a great trip. You know, Ann Arbor would be a really fun place to go visit. Um, and it, it's one of those unique football experiences. Now, there's, you know, those are just top five for me. There's a ton of other schools that you could say too, right? Uh, someone brought up Washington and Colorado. Colorado is like one of the most beautiful stadiums in the country, right in the middle of the Rocky Mountains and Boulder. And, you know, Washington's very similar. So those are two fun schools. And then, you get, of course, you have, like, Ohio State and, um, you know, in Iowa. And, I mean, you name it. You can you, There's so many good programs. USC. So those are just five I'm interested in. I'm, I'm curious what your five are. Head on over. We're talking about it on Maroon and Gold forums. You can talk to me on Twitter, wherever you want to talk about it. Um, we'd love to hear your voice because this is that's part of the fun of doing this podcast is to hearing hearing your fans. Um, and speaking of this podcast, really big news is we're hitting our 200th episode this week on Friday. Friday is our 200th episode of Locked On Boston College, and I am so excited. I can't believe we've actually been on on air this long. It's it's you know we started last November, um, and we're gonna have all sorts of. Uh, analysis coming up. Uh, we'll do some fun stuff for the 200th episode, but expect in the future, Dan, um, Dan Rubin will probably be back on again soon. Eric Hofsis, Mitch Wolf, we'll have all of them on and we'll talk about seeing if we can get some other guys on as well. This is AJ Black. You can follow me on Twitter at AJ Black underscore BC at Bulletin BC. Uh, make sure to follow us on YouTube. Uh, as I said, Locked On BC. Hit the subscribe button. Make a comment too. That the, the, it helps the YouTube algorithm. Helps other Boston College fans and a lot of the younger folks that like YouTube. It'll help them find us a lot quicker. This is AJ Black. We'll be again uh, back again tomorrow with predictions. You're gonna want to hear all our predictions about big things going on in college football. I'll give you predictions about some of the BC things I'm thinking about. You're gonna want to hear that on Tuesday's episode. So check us out then. Have a great day, everyone. See you again soon.